Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Uh, before we get to the real intro, I switched chairs right before we started recording. And now if I like try to sit back, my legs dangle like just off the floor. And I have not felt this way in a very long time. Just like dangling my feet like a toddler. Is this what it's like to be short? Hey, short people, message me. What's it like to always have your legs dangle off of chairs? Craig, I got the bit the second you started speaking. And I'm already yeah. so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> no, that that was the end of the bit. Um, I had a, an actual question for you. Um, what's your favorite doctor? Like to go to? Like, wh- what's your favorite? Like Pepper, Doctor prof- Pepper. Um, okay, that's a good one. I like the chiropractor. Um, oh, dude, I hate chiropractors. Okay, I hate them. It's it's made up. And there are studies to show that's made up and it's purely placebo. So, hey, and it's one of those things I know, like, placebo doesn't work if you tell people it's placebo. But there's people out there who genuinely believe it's real. So, me saying it's not real isn't going to change the fact that it's placebo because they're still going to believe it's real. There are so so many studies to be like, yeah, this isn't a real thing. The cracking, none of that stuff does anything for you. Well, from what I understand, it's like one of those, um, there aren't any like long-term benefits, but like, yeah, resetting things can help, can like relieve pain. You know, it's not like a, oh, we're literally selling you, you know, snake oils here. It's just, you know, we're not curing anything. We're just going to give you some pain relief. It's just like a different version of that for your bones. Yeah, I think it's all anecdotal. It's all anecdotal. A lot of it's made up. Um, cracking bones. You're not cracking bones. Everyone knows it's air bubbles. Uh, yeah. If you have painful air bubbles, you probably got a lot more other things that are going wrong with you. And laying I down do. and have a person give you a weird massage probably just makes it feel good. Um, yeah. And, you know, and hey, the problem you know is, what? is the people who love chiropractors love freaking chiropractors. So what's up? You have my number. Chance. I'm not. I'm not triggering people right now. But hey, a chiropractor, dude, you know what sucks about being a chiropractor too? You have to still go get like a freaking doctor's degree for being a witch doctor. That sucks. I just asked you what your favorite doctor was. Yeah, and it was Dr. Pepper. I'm going back to that. Um, Actually, favorite doctor for real, for real. I'm going to go with trauma surgeon. Okay. Okay. Um, But like. Imagine you had to get a doctor's degree to be a clown, dude, or to be a magician, or to be okay. But you a know, juggler. hold on, time out, time out, time out. You do know that there is a clown school, right? Yeah, it's not a doctor's degree. It doesn't put you a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Maybe there's not also you. a barber school. There's also a bartending school. Yeah, schools exist, Craig. Kindergarten's a school. Preschool's a school. That doesn't mean anything. I'm talking degrees, bro. I'm talking people framing paper on their wall. Hey, 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 hey. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel like I struck a nerve here. Alex, is there something you want to talk about? I, it's one of those things that like, people do what makes you feel good, but know why you're doing it. Does that make sense? Like, I like people going to therapy. 
because they're like, I am lacking in something. I know therapy won't solve all my problems, but at least talking about it, maybe doing some cognitive behavioral therapy or just really going, talking about trauma. There's something there. It might not be perfect. I might not, I might have to go see multiple therapists. Um, but I'm going to go out there because I know what it is. The problem with chiropractors is people are being sold that it's something you need to get done regularly. That is perfect pain relief. And it can reverse a lot of chronic illnesses. And guess what? All this stuff is BS. But people oh, who yeah, are doing yeah, yeah. it don't know hey, that. That's a problem. Yeah, If you're going to a chiropractor to solve something not bone related, um, uh, you are at the wrong doctor. See, Craig, do you know what you did there? You said not bone related. That means people who think, oh, you know, um, I broke my arm a couple years ago. I'm having some weird feeling with it. I should go see my chiropractor. You just validated them. You can't do that. We can't validate these people. They'll go out living their life and that's going to, you know what? I'm at peace with it. Okay. It's all good, dude. I don't believe you, but okay. It's not me. It's not me. So I think what I need to avoid is not, I do need to avoid chiropractors, but it's not, that's not the most important thing. I need to avoid people talking about chiropractors. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't need to avoid Trump. I mean, if I was around him, I probably should, but that's not, that's not going to happen. I need to avoid Trump supporters and not even, actually yeah. not even Trump supporters, people who push this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like you sure. don't need to, yeah, you don't need to avoid, you know, Colombian drug dealers because you're never going to run into them, but you should probably avoid the one who's around you being like, Hey, do you, do you want something? So that's what I need to avoid. And you know, if you're into that, it's your money, dude. Forty bucks okay, an appointment, so, fifty bucks um, an appointment. T- That's tell me you. how you feel about this Live whole life, like bro. flat Earth theory. You you vibe with it? I, dude, chiropractors, anti-vaxxers, flat Earthers—they're <laughs> all the same people to me. No, they they're are all not. All the same people. Yeah, they are. Hey, you just made something up. It's all made up. Everything's made up. No. Dude. The, <laughs> dude, here's... <laughs> here we go. No, here we go. No, no, dude, no, 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 no. We have no, a segment to no, get to. No, So, yes. we have a segment to get to. Oh, bro. We could have made this oh. the podcast. What if we just we had could. a podcast where we're just like, we had the movie. We'll do the movie part at the end. This is more important. <laughs> that can't oh, be this God. podcast. But it needs to be a podcast. Isn't that your podcast? That is going to be my podcast. (laughs) No, but the thing is, it's not going to be pushing. Yeah, you know what? You know, listen to Pretentious when it comes out, when it comes out, if it comes out. More importantly, let's talk about the movie. Okay, this week we watched The Emperor's New Groove. David Spade, Patrick Warburton, if you want to skip, uh, we're going to do one big lump segment, no non-spoiler and spoiler, just one all big segment. If you want to skip it, you are more than welcome to. Here's your time code to do so. Time code, 30 minutes, 5 seconds. All right, Emperor's New Groove. I think this might be my first time watching it all the way through. I'm sure I've seen this entire movie in like 
oh, it's been on in the background here and there, and I've picked up pieces of it. But like, this is, I think this is my first time sitting down and being like, all right, here we go, beginning to end. I've watched this movie half a dozen times, enough that I'm I'm literally quoted in the movie while I'm watching it, and I haven't seen it in the past 10 years. So I yeah. must have watched it so many times in such, it must be more than half a dozen times, in like in a row or in such a short period of time that 10 years later, I can still recite it. Like, I remember the notes, bro, and the beats that it hits, and it's so good. It is so good. Yeah. Uh, this movie is short. This movie is one hour and 18 minutes long. I'm pretty sure that means it doesn't even count as a feature film because it has to be an hour 20. But such is life. Is that a real rule? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the definition of a feature film is 80 minutes. Um, oh, pff, that, never mind. That was just a straight up lie. A feature film has to be 40 minutes. According Screen to Actors Guild Cora. asserts that a feature's running time is 75 minutes or longer. 75 minutes. Hour okay. 15. That's what the Screen Actors Guild does, but they're all pretentious anyway. Well, Dude, they're also kind of Imagine important. being they're... a part of the Screen Actors Guild. Imagine being part of a guild. You know, you know that the Get Screen Actors Guild is here. just like a big union, right? Yeah, but it's called the guild bro i know what sag is i know literally in order to be on tv and movies you need to have a sag card which is so dumb but imagine being part of a guild and not being a blacksmith <laughs> imagine, imagine okay we have to talk are about you okay movie. you are running hot today you Here's are running two, really listen, hot listen 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 two things one Interesting for you to come at me for running hot when basically I'm just changing the way we do our podcast. You know, a little experimentation oh, didn't hurt anybody. Sorry for coming at you for changing the th- way that we do things. Sorry for coming at you for bringing an oddly different energy. <laughs> and second, you have been talking so fast this podcast so far. That's what I thought the bit was. When you first started, I'm like, oh, you know what? You already started the bit. It's already annoying. I thought this was a bit. You are talking so fast. <laughs> I'm if talking our audience, do you, mm, I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen you in a while or heard you in a while. You saw me last week. I know. <laughs> and here I, do you know what the problem is? Now I'm thinking we should talk about what I'm thinking. We can't do that. We need to talk about this movie. <laughs> now I'm talking about the length of future films, which so doesn't matter. It's so. Yeah, it really? does. 13 minutes in and we haven't talked about this freaking movie yeah we did we talked about our history with the movie that's a good intro like, that's a good like ground basis i'm just, are we on something <laughs> do you know what i think it is we need At to least freaking me, focus what i i think it's for me it's the fact that i know this movie is so short and i have so little to say about it i am ready to engage you're just jumping on anything. every tangent there is <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, well, this movie in one sentence, Emperor Cusco is turned into a llama by his ex-administrator, Isma, and must now regain his throne with the help of Pacha, the gentle llama herder. That's the movie. We're yeah. not gonna talk about plot points because you didn't watch there the are movie. None. If you there are, <laughs> but you didn't watch the movie, which means you probably didn't care or Craig didn't post or both. 
And you know what? That's fine. This movie is also, what, when did it come out? 2000? 2000? 2000. Yeah, it's 21 years old. Yeah. Guys, what are we going to do to waste our time on plot points? But here are my notes, essentially. The catchphrase of this movie is, you threw off my groove. And it's in a David Spade voice as he is the main character. And I loved it. I think oh, yeah. I am a huge David Spade fan. I didn't know it until now. That's when you like kind of grow up watching him and you're like, you realize how many movies you've seen with him when you can recognize actors and you're like, I guess I'm super into this guy. Yeah. Um, he, David Spade is like, the casting is like impeccable for this movie, right? So we yes. got David Spade as an arrogant Cusco perfect we've got patrick warburton as like the bumbling assistant perfect we got john goodman Clark. as the like humble farmer amazing and then we got eartha kit as yizma amazing chef's kiss dude so good and also there are other people in this movie so it doesn't matter so, yeah, so doesn't, doesn't matter. matter yeah um so much so that i'm not even gonna talk about them and i um, there is you know what's crazy here, dude, go for it. Do I need to be on medication? Y- yes, um, you and I both I do. I can't freaking slow down. I'm not talking fast, but I'm thinking fast. So, Pacha's wife, Chicha, she came on screen and Macy looked at me and goes, You think she's hot, don't you? And I'm like, <laughs> Well, yes. And I think this movie is one of the earliest things I can point to to why I like. Latinas. Pregnant women? Oh, okay. Both things are true. <laughs> there is something um, very sexual about pregnant women. I'm cutting that. <laughs> no, please keep that in. Please keep that in. I've said way crazier things than there's something sexual about pregnant women. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Um, so there is Thank one you. other person and keep that was in, in this me movie. arguing to keep it in as well. What yeah, of saying? course. Uh, there is one other person that I wanted to talk about that was in this movie. The guy who did the intro and like played like I don't know the DJ. I don't, I don't the hype man. I don't know how you would describe him. Is uh, was a British musician Tom Jones. Um, good, maybe this is a hot take. Was not a fan of the intro. I did not like that song. You know what? And this isn't a hot take. The song played over the credits was the wackest ending to a movie of ever heard in my entire life yeah this it was so bad can we do all right let's talk about the iconic things in this movie i have them listed um huh obviously also i just want to say there have been for for a 78 minute movie there have probably been mm, a billion memes spawned it's from such a good it is dense with freaking yeah. content um Obvious. So there's the there's the face that Pacha makes. That's like mm, perfection. Yeah. There's uh, the it's all coming to pull the lever. There's it's all coming together. There's the angel and devil on Kronk's shoulders. So um, good. Yeah. The Kronk mobile uh, where he's running and yeah. Yasmin's on her back. Yeah. Uh, talking to a squirrel. I hated the talking uh, to the squirrel bit. I'm gonna be honest. Hated it. <sighs> My gosh, dude! The reason oh, okay. Here's this why. Was a, here, okay, 
here's why I hated that. It was not him talking to the squirrel. It was how him talking to the squirrel was squeak, squeakity squeak, squeaking, squeaker squeaking, squeaking, squeak. Yeah, n- mm, not a fan of that. So anyway, good, carry on. dude. So good. Um, this was a super old meme, but it's when they're going over the waterfall. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, don't tell me we're about to go over a huge waterfall, huge rocks at the bottom. So good, dude. That was a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uber old meme. It used to be referenced all the time. Um, there was yeah. another one where there's uh he's standing right behind me, isn't he? Also in this yep. movie. Referenced for eras to come. Um oh, squirrel with the balloon. Getting ready to pop the balloon in front of the Jaguars. Also I dude, oh, this yeah. whole movie's freaking iconic, dude. It's so good. Um, would you like to talk about the scene in the restaurant? Yeah, um, it was fine. Listen, you're going to get the general tone from my side of the review is that I was generally unimpressed by this movie. Um, And there were a few scenes that were just kind of nails in the coffin. For me, I did not like the bit where every time Cusco entered, Yzma exited and vice versa. And they did that for like four minutes. And I'm like, no, thanks. Actually, I'm done with this bit. Dude, I am so surprised that you are so you have no patience for these bits because they're bits you would come up with, bro. These are 100 percent tried and true Craig bits. And I thought they were beautifully executed in this movie. And I'm like, for sure, he's going to be on board. Because here's the thing. I I recognize the humor in a lot of them. I'm just like. I never really felt engaged with the movie or the presentation in and of itself. So I'm sure if those same bits were reworked into like a different piece of media, I would find them funny. But like, I was just not in, it's just one of those things that it's hard to describe where it's just like this specific movie for whatever reason was just not my cup of tea. I was really looking and forward for some to reason, it. I would have bet that this movie was your cup of tea. And I thought for sure, this is like if, okay, if you and I went and made movies, right? And they had to be comedies. And let's say they had to be animated. I would have bet money that this would be one of the three movies that Craig would make. Like you were directing Um, it, producing it, wrote it. You would make one. This would be in one of the three movies that you would make. And for me, an animated movie that I... Um, for me, like one of the three movies I would make would, might be like, uh, um, Day of the Dead. What's that one called? El uh, El Dorado. No. Oh, Coco? oh, that's a perfect example. I would make Coco or El Dorado. I would make one of those kind of movies where it's funny, yeah. but the thing isn't funny. And this is so comedy heavy and it's so bit heavy. Just even the way you start out our podcast, I'm like, oh, this is a Craig movie. He would make something like this. And maybe that's why you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm too I And I'm like, that this is the best this. case scenario if Craig makes a movie. I This is like, <laughs> and it's not that you couldn't make a movie better than this. It's one of those things I'm like, Craig's going to make a movie full of bits. And for some reason, I'm going to be into it. And this is like, I don't know. I just, I can't put more into words. It's just like, if you had to make a movie but have it organic to you and still be funny to me this is what this movie is but for some reason it's or- it's funny to me and organic to you and you don't think it's funny 
Yeah, that's I don't know. crazy. Maybe this movie just cut. Co- I, I think what the I think what it boils down to is that like this whole era of like early aughts animated movies like completely missed me. Like this Lilo and Stitch, uh, Brother Bear, like all like that genre Dude. of movie. Just like I skipped right over that somehow oh i actually know exactly how it's because i didn't watch actual movies until i was in third grade because before the third grade it was entirely blues clues and wiggles so well, yeah I, when you find had the, and, and, well you were one when this came out yes it kind of makes sense it does make sense and this caught yeah, me my f- i probably saw this for the first time when i was like six or seven so i kind of it was funny then and the bits were funny and now i'm reminiscing yeah. and it's nostalgic you just missed this so you're watching this as an adult yeah, so I think the fir- like if we were to get like this nostalgic for like childhood movies of mine, it would have to be like Aladdin, right? And but Aladdin is already like such like a classic. It, the thing with with Emperor's New Groove is it's one of those like yeah. cult classics where maybe not everybody has seen it, but everybody that has seen it loves it. Like one of those type deals, or maybe I'm completely giving this movie the wrong type of legacy, but. Um, what is a movie? Okay, see here we go. Not talking about the movie, and it's making me mad. But you know what? We're gonna keep the conversation organic. What is a movie? Name a childhood movie that isn't mainstream for you. Like a movie that came out when you were young, but it's not like Aladdin, Mulan, something like that. So the first one that came to my head, and and I'm pretty sure that it's too mainstream to answer your question. But the one that comes to my head is Over the Hedge. No, that's fine. Okay. When did Over the Hedge come yeah. up? I remember 2006? seeing that. 2006? Like, older. I was nine when that came out. So I was in fourth grade. I remember seeing that being like, this is a little too young for me. Although, there are a couple scenes in that movie that are freaking iconic. But also, okay, this movie and that movie are so similar, it's crazy. Um. Yeah, I'm not doubt. I, I genuinely think that this movie just caught me at the wrong time. Yeah, so they're so um, both movies are so bit heavy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I I liked the bit of um, Kronk do, like humming that little theme as he's like sneaking through the city. Like that's a oh, good yeah. bit. I like that bit. I loved the angel and devil bits. I thought that was so yeah, funny. Those were good. Every time I see that's so funny. Um, um the uh Cusco. Cusco's poison, the poison for Cusco, that poison, and I'm like, I'm like, yes, oh. <laughs> so good, dude. Uh, other bits that I did like was uh, the the Kronk po- pulling the wrong lever is iconic, but the line after that where Yuzma shaking a crocodile off her foot, like, why do we even have this here? Like, big yeah. fan of that. Just to be redone later when Pacha and Cusco go and do it, and he shakes off the crocodile. Yeah, fire. Um, um I dude. The relationship that Pacha and Kuzco had, the best way to describe it is that it pissed me off. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it felt very much like, it, it, it felt very much like, okay, this is the good, this is the moral center, and this is the guy that he has to change. And it's like, okay, he changed him. No, he didn't. Okay, he changed him. No, he didn't. Okay, he I changed him. I love that. There we I go. I loved it so much. Because like, the thing is, is, you think he changed him 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you think we're going to give it to you that easy? 
obviously has not changed. And then they try again at like 50 minutes of the movie. And they're like, it's too early. This guy's, and in my head, I'm just like, yes, dude. Cause I think kids movies would be like, he did everything like, uh, find literally finding Nemo. All of a sudden Marlon's a good guy. He was super selfish before, but now he's like him and Dory have an amazing relationship. The movie, they haven't even been in the movie for that long. This movie's like, we're holding out for the very end for a character development. And I freaking loved it. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm just thinking of like, there were also other things like, this movie is very cartoony, which is totally fine. That mm-hmm. I do not have a gripe about that. But there were just some... <sighs> There was a lot of convenience writing in this movie. Oh, obviously, dude. there was a this movie lot. Is not, a lot. This movie is not about the details, right? At, at least, like plot-wise. You know, if you look at this movie and you walk away like, "Man, that was a really fleshed-out story," like you you didn't get the point of the movie. It is um, all convenient saves. The whole movie is convenient saves. The yeah, most convenient. It, it's get them into a problem. Get their reaction to the problem. Get them out of the problem. And right. the thing that frustrated me was when the bridge broke, and he's like, "It's a four day walk to the to the back to the castle or whatever." And then they turn around and go back to Pacha's village, and then they run all the way back to like the castle. I'm like, guys, this is a, we established this is a four day run. Uh, and then and then when they get there, Yzma and Kronk are there before them. And then they're like, oh, how did you get here before us? Uh, actually, Kronk, I don't understand. How did we get there before us? And Kronk's like, I have no idea. Uh, according to all accounts, it doesn't make it, any dude. sense. <laughs> I love that so much. He's like, I don't, dude, I don't know. It's def- it's they, like they, Muppets level it was such awareness. An obvious plot hole. It's yes, dude. It's like they saw the plot hole. They're like, "Hey, audience, just you know, we do recognize the plot hole, and the characters are going to talk about it." And I loved it so much. I loved it. It's so just much. It, it's it's one of those movies that feels like it was written by a bunch of really good friends at like one in the morning. Where they just knew how to play to each other's humor and were like, all we got to do is make each other laugh. Like, we got to have enough of a plot to make it make sense. But in the end, we're just telling jokes here. It, dude, I loved that. Um, I mean, and even more convenient saves. At the very end of the movie, they're falling to the death. There's a giant trampoline at the bottom. And they just go right Mm -hmm. back up. He's like, is this the trampoline? Do you want it right here? <laughs> what? Twice. This movie does. This movie twice throws people to their death and has something convenient catch them. There was the trampoline at the end. And then at the very beginning, when he throws out that peasant, and like, we're like, oh, that man is dead. Cusco oh, just murdered sure. a person. And then, and then we walk out of the castle, and then we see, oh, he just got caught by a, by a pole. Dude. So, so if so if convenience writing frustrates you, good luck with this movie. <laughs> it's also, this is, I don't, I do make excuses. I do make excuses for kid movies. I don't like doing it, but I will. This movie does it so well, whether like, 
we know you have to it's there's so much of this movie that's just for the parents they're just like kids are not going to get this but we need to address the plot hole that whole thing like how did we catch up because like i don't know that went over every kid's head like so doesn't matter nothing's happening it's just talking i don't care i don't know how to hear i'm a watcher and parents are (laughs) dying laughing and i was so on board dude also, yeah. Cusco is supposed to be 17 this entire movie. No. What? Yeah. That's that is one part of the movie that I'm like, come on, what are we doing? Cusco is in his early 30s. Yeah. At the funeral, he's like, he was almost 18. I'm like, uh, what? Oh, you what know what? That? In my head, in my head, you said Cusco. I heard Kronk. <laughs> no, oh, I they. Yeah. They establish it. I think they establish it earlier that he's seventeen, but um, nah, that makes sense though. He has the arrogance of a teenager. Yeah, I just heard David Spade's voice the entire time, and I'm sure, like, sure, oh, sure. What this this guy was in Tommy Boy? Yeah, like last year. All right. Um, do you want to give this movie a definitive rating, or do you have more to say? Uh, no, dude, I'm good with it. Hey, guys, banging movie banging my definitive rating it's an eight it's a six and a half i want to say 7.75 i was gonna say 7.75 but we're not doing quarters anymore and it's better than a seven and a half so it's an eight (laughs) okay um i think our rules on whether or not we're using quarters changes week by week so whatever (laughs) um so then it's a seven point then i'll say it's a seven point eight and just say okay. we're gonna we're gonna go to tense. Okay. Um that was Emperor's New Groove. Uh Alex, would you like to welcome back our non movie listeners? Non movie listeners, welcome back. Was that it? Was that it? Y- yep. And we're keeping that silence okay. in as well. M- what I do in my head all the time is like hope and pray you don't cut out certain parts and when I get super insecure that you're going to cut it out, I have to tell you not to cut it out. So future Craig's like, all right, all right, I'll leave it in. But also I don't listen to the podcast. So I have no idea if you're listening to me or not. And most of the time I am 95% of the time I am. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. For the improv segment this week, we are doing fake news from the desk of permanent good. The way this works is I am on Twitter and I am looking at trending terms and we will be using these trending terms as prompts for us to deliver uh, breaking news action. Sweet. I know we've done this before. I might even been the one who came up with it. You are. I have no idea what this is supposed to look like. Uh, normally the way we do it is one person is at the desk and the other person is an on-field correspondent. And all I have to do is come up with the story based off of the headline. Yeah, and whoever's at the desk usually right, asks enough, like, prompting questions. Okay, um, our first Love term, it. our first term, is Bibles. All right, here we go. Coming in live. Today's big news story is all about Bibles. We do have a frontline correspondent who went to a nearby manufacturer. Wow, I'm so sorry. I did that on air. Manufacturer, um, well-known publisher, Craig. What do you have on the ground? 
Hi, uh, Alex. Thank you very much. I'm here at Feels Good Publishing, the number one publisher of Bibles in North America. And they have been hit with a litany, that's the word, litany of controversies from the public recently. Uh, they said that uh, the public is saying that they have been deemed uh, too far gone by removing page number 666 from the Bible. Uh, normally, Bibles don't number their pages like that, but this uh, publisher has been doing so, and they've decided to remove the one page. Just It goes from 665 to 667. Don't know where that single page came from, but that's, what, that's what's happening. Uh, Alex, back to you. Uh, Craig, there are some rumors, but that the same group of people pushing for this change also pushed to remove the 13th floor from hotels. What do you have to say about that? Uh, that is true. However, if I may subject a little bit of my personal bias into this report, I believe that the removing of the 13th floor is completely valid. Uh, I am personally not a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Superstitious. What do you believe? superstitious thank you just to prove how not superstitious i am i am not a superstitious man however some bad things happen with the number 13 when i was 13 years old with my 13th grandma 13 reasons why you know i understand that change so quite frankly i see that these are uh two camps of completely different ilk very interesting. Uh, Craig, I just got some breaking news um, here at our station. It seems that there is a protest going on outside this facility. Um, uh, and it is someone armed. We have word on the ground that there is someone who is armed. Uh, let me check. I'm currently scanning the crowd. Yes, there is someone who has a copy of ARMS for for the Nintendo Switch. It seems like he is asking for someone to play with him. Oh, poor fellow. That game died a week after it came out. He is not going to be having any luck here. The, I have a feeling that the only reason he came to a Bible store or a Bible manufacturer is because he's going to need a lot of faith to find that player, too. All right. Thank you very much for your our correspondent. That would be uh, Craig on the ground. Uh, next news story. Craig, what's the next news uh, story? Um, the pr your prompt is, I had it and then I lost it. Uh, the Witcher. Okay, it's gonna be The Witcher. I'm gonna be the anchor. I'm gonna throw it to you as an anchor, and then I'm gonna go to the okay. field correspondent. All right, and for <laughs> our next uh segment, we are gonna be talking about The Witcher. Uh, Craig, co-anchor. Uh, I heard we have some man on the ground ready to talk about this. Yes. Yeah, so if you are unfamiliar with this story, uh, uh, Netflix's show The Witcher has caused a lot of controversy because everybody uh, knows that the titular role of The Witcher has been played by Henry Cavill. But in an up, uh, what some might consider to be a, an uproarious event, uh, merely six months before the second season is uh, set to be released, they have changed the casting from Henry Cavill to gilbert godfried uh we have a man on the ground alex uh what's going on at netflix hq hello uh thank you very much for your time greg um what i have discovered since being on the ground merely 15 minutes is that gilbert godfried has finally been recognized for his role in the lion king and they are trying to save this man's career from essentially doing podcasts on people who we've never heard from before um Apparently, some producer somewhere 
uh, his children fell in love with Lion King and he was watching a podcast and he thought it was some supernatural connection. Um, Real no legitimate reason why he's being cast in this role. I'll give you more as I can. Uh, Greg, thank you very much. Okay, um, we we are getting some breaking news that uh, because so many people are dropping their subscriptions from Netflix because of this casting change, Netflix uh, has to raise their price in order to meet the same profit margin that they have been before. Uh, do you know how much they're raising it to and how are people reacting to that? I heard that it is going up to $69.42. Um, however... Uh, I did hear that there is some backdoor deal with Bill Cosby to possibly put his previous specials and his children's show on the air. Um, although they're saying this could drive ratings down even further and they might have to double their prices yet again, they are hoping that some fringe groups will come and hate watch the specials and shows and hopefully that'll bring back some of the audience. So what you're saying is that Netflix is trying to Breitbart themselves in creating content so heinous that the people that do agree with it watch it feverishly and the people that don't agree with it only do it out of obligation? That is exactly what I'm saying, Greg. I completely understand that reference. Okay. Well, thank you very much uh, for your report. Uh, my name is Craig, and welcome. Uh, and thank you for watching Fake News from the Desk of Permanent Good. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Wow, dude. If there was ever a bunch of anchors with speech impediments. (laughs) (laughs) But we freaking made it through. Uh, Man, I really like like the Permanent Good News Network, but like do they write stutters into their teleprompter? Like there's that's the only explanation for this. (laughs) Good grief, bro. We talk. normal all the time <laughs> while recorded it's when we faked recorded when we real life recorded a fake recording that the impediments came out which is listen absurd we have not done a virtual or like we have not done a remote record of the podcast in two weeks now so like i feel like we're just getting back into it yeah apparently um my mind dude it's still happening because now I'm thinking about it. I thought you were trying but to like, say that word funny. I thought you were trying to be like, my mind is telling me. My, dude. <laughs> you know, let's just go into the next segment. Next segment. Moving along. Okay. Our middle segment. So, also prepared by Greg Wells. Um, We are doing Doomed to Fail. Once again, if you don't recall this bit, I set up a quiz that I made by hand in the sheer purpose of using knowledge that i am confident that alex does not know so most of this involves like pop culture stuff that i am interested in that alex is not right and i'm always secretly hoping it's still (laughs) happening um secretly hoping my audience my audience not yours is just as lost as I am, so I can feel validated. Okay. Are you ready? There are nine questions, I'm pretty sure. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So, um, you get two points if you can give me the answer without me having to read the multiple choice. You get one point if you guess correctly post multiple choice, okay? All right. 
Already forgot what the scoring is, but let's go. All right. In Three Lock one, and Key. Okay. In Lock and Key, what emotion does Kinsey remove from her head? Okay. So here's the thing. I don't know if Lock and Key is a video game TV show or a movie. It's a comic book series. Or a, or a book, apparently. Um, I'm going to have to go to multiple choice. Okay. Is it sadness, fear, anger, or guilt? Freaking yikes. I'm going to go guilt. That is incorrect. She removed fear from her head. Dude, I thought... Dude, I was so lost in the sauce. If you would, if I would have had to wing it, like what she removed from her head, I would have said like Infinity Stone. I, I did say emotion. Yeah, kind of zoned out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Lock and Key is an amazing comic book series, and you should read it. It's also on Netflix as a TV show. Um, question number two. Yep. What is the name of the main virus strain in the Resident Evil franchise? Ooh, that is, in fact, a video game. Yes, you are correct. I you am, don't get any points for that, unfortunately. I am going to need multiple choice. Is it the T-virus, the Z-virus, oh, no. the Omega virus, or the Alpha virus? The, the Omega virus. That is incorrect. It is the T-virus. Oh my, dude, this is so made up. <laughs> I have never realized up to this point how made up most things are. <laughs> so the last time we did this segment, you did you got the first three in a row to the point where we kind of thought you were cheating. <laughs> no, sometimes I'm lucky. Hopefully it kicks in on the back end. Dude, it's like legitimately hard. Okay, this is... Uh, this one has been a part of my personality for a while, so you might just might have just picked this up through osmosis. But who is the lead singer of Ninja Sex Party? Uh, yeah, there's no way I know off the top of my head, but I'm probably going to get it when you talk about it. Is it Ninja Brian? Oh, I forgot. Rubber Ninja or Danny Sexbang? Can I hear those one more time? I must get this. Is it Ninja Brian? Ego Raptor, Rubber Ninja, or Danny Sexbang? Okay, one follow-up question. Yes. Um, are all of those people real? Yes. I was afraid you would say that. <laughs> all right. I am stuck between Ninja Brian and Sexbang. That is the correct two to be stuck between. I've heard you because, talk. Or I don't know if I heard you be, talk about it or just in the zeitgeist. Ninja Brian yeah. comes up a lot for some reason. Yeah. So both of them are, those are the two members of the band. One of them is the lead singer and one of them is the instrumentalist. All right. I'm going to go against my gut, which is saying ninjas, Ninja Brian. And I'm going to go Sex Bang. You are correct. Danny Sexbang is the lead singer of Ninja Sex Party. Ooh, let's see if I can repeat this. This is very dude. That I think I'm gonna always go with my second answer. Okay, this one I have to. Um, I have to jump straight to the multiple choice because you, you'll understand why in a second. Okay, so 
Which of the following character name is not shared between both the Marvel and DC universes? Is it Captain Marvel, Enchantress, Aquaman, or Doctor Strange? Not shared. So three of these four have a character in both the Marvel and DC universe with the same name. Um, I feel like Doctor Strange is is um, and Enchantress are both very ambiguous names. Captain Marvel doesn't sound so DC. What's the other one? Aquaman. Oh, dude. Um, that's what I'm leaning heavy towards. And I think you knew that. So the question is, did you think that I would think that? Okay. So first choice would be Aquaman. Second choice would be Captain Marvel. I'm going. No, I'm going to go Aquaman. Screw it. I'm Aquaman. You are correct. It is. Um, Captain Marvel in the DC universe is the original name that Shazam had. Uh, before Shazam was Shazam, he was Captain Marvel. Um, Enchantress, there are just two Enchantresses. Yeah. And then Doctor Strange, there's the one that we know in the Marvel universe. And then there's Doctor Hugo Strange, who you might know from oh, Arkham yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Enchantress and Strange are just so easy. It, I, it made sense that they were ambiguous. Captain Marvel, yeah. dude. Almost got me. Yeah. Aquaman, I'm just like, it was like all reverse psychology. All right. When reading music written uh-huh. with an alto clef, which line on the staff is middle C? First of all, I was today years Yo, old when up? I found out there was something other than a treble clef and bass clef. Yeah, there's an alto clef. There's a tenor clef. Um, What does an alto clef look like? Um, it, what, it, it kind of looks like a bass clef with like the curvatures of a treble clef is the only way I can describe it to you without, oh, you know what? It looks like, um, you know, when you use a shift bracket, the keys let next to the letter P, yep. the kind of curvy brackets, it, it looks lo- a lot like that. Okay. And secondly. Okay. I'm supposed to be finding <laughs> what note? Okay, so which line on the staff is middle C? Okay, how many lines are there? You know this. You know this. My gut says five. You are correct. And the middle of five is three. Mm-hmm. Now, is that too easy? Ah, <laughs> uh, screw it. I literally, I'm just going to say three. You are correct. It is on the third line. Um, the thing with alto clefs and treble clefs, uh, that style of clef, middle C is just kind of wherever you put that clef on the staff. It just has different names depending on where you put it. It's super stupid. Oh, it's super stupid. Good to know. Good to know. Um, okay. Next question. I've also gotten three in a row, by the way, in case you guys are keeping (laughs) track at home. Which rewards card do I still keep in my wallet? Despite the fact the store is only local to Michigan. Okay, hit me. Is is it Martin's? Okay. Is it Meyer? Right. Is it Celebration Cinema? Or is it the Chocolate Cafe? Rewards card. 
I'm thinking it's either going to be, I think it's Martin's, to be honest with you. Celebration, I don't think they have a rewards card, or if they do, it would make sense for you to have. I, I think this was, you didn't get that into the movies at that point. Meyer, if you have a Myers rewards card, kill yourself. And what was the last one? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, the Chocolate Cafe. Chocolate Cafe. No, I'm I'm doubling down. Is it Martin's? It is in fact Martin's. What? Oh, dude. Um, just for the record, uh, Celebration Cinema does have a rewards program, and I was a member of it for like four years. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I think they started the rewards program like literally right when you left Michigan. That's whack. Um, yeah, I I did keep that card in my wallet for a little while though. Um. All right, next uh, we are home stretch. Last three. In a court of thorns and roses, what court does Tamlin rule over? I don't even know what half those words you just said was. <laughs> Here are your options: Is it the summer court, the night court, the spring court, or the court of dreams? Um, I'm more confused than when you asked the question. Can I hear those one more time? <laughs> okay, so, okay, so the book series is called A Court of Thorns and Roses. Okay. All right? Yep. There's a guy, there's a guy named Tamlin, mm-hmm. and he rules over a court. So there's These are the courts. names. Correct. Okay. And so these are the names that I have listed for you. Okay. The Summer Court, mm-hmm. the Night Court, okay. the Spring Court, or yes. the Court of Dreams. Court of Dreams is definitely not a thing. Oh, by the way, are those all real? Yes. Well, there is a theme. <laughs> I just figured I should just I should just ask straight up. Um, well, that throws out my reasoning because my reasoning was they're all going to be seasons: summer court, winter court, fall or autumn court, spring court. Nope, there are seven courts in the book, and as you know, there are four seasons, so they kind of had to make up a few more. So they just made up some more. But that leads me to believe that it is one of those seasons. Summer or spring, Tamlin sounds a little angsty. I'm going spring. You are correct. I could have sworn it was going to be wrong, bro. At some point, (laughs) the guesses are going to run out. I don't even know how many in a row I've gotten so far. But my next one's gonna be wrong. Okay, in the game Undertale, what oh are the Skeleton gosh, Brothers the named after? What? What? In Undertale, what are the Skeleton Brothers named after? Wait, don't are tell they me. Named after? Don't tell me. Don't tell okay. me. Okay. Okay. Undertale, Skeleton Brothers. Hmm. What are they? named after yep wait can you tell me are the skeleton brothers their names is that what are they are they called the skeleton brothers or do they have actual names they have actual names can you tell me what the i'm names just kind of calling them that no because then you'll know what they're named after interesting is it <laughs> <sighs> yeah i can't Give me one hint that's not... Just tell me. Just give me a hint. It can be obscure as you want. Give you a hint. But... Um, They are... I'm going to say that it is the 
it is a s- subcategory of something. And that's what? kind of the best I can give you. Uh, okay, so here are the options. Dude, I need to give them to you. Okay, okay. So are they named after secondary colors? Nope. Are, are they named after failed dictators? Definitely not. Are they named after text fonts? Or are they named after computer parts? I feel like text fonts is literally too random for you to come up with. So I'm going to go with that one. The answer is text fonts. Craig, their names are. Yeah, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket real quick. <laughs> their names are Sans and Papyrus. Yeah, I would have gotten that in a freaking heartbeat. Yeah. All right. Final question. Yep. In the, fla- in the Flash, we are all familiar with the Speed Force. That's what Barry gets his power from. But there are other <laughs> forces as well. Okay. There are there are other forces as well. Which of the following forces does not exist? Oh. Is it the Still Force, the Sage Force, the Strength Force, or the Kinetic Force? I could have sworn the first one was made up, and then you kept talking. I'm like, that's fake. That's <laughs> fake. That's fake. This is my least favorite arc in the comics. Of all the Flash comics I've read, this like hunt for the forces was my least favorite. It's so stupid. Okay. So can you give me the one more time and I'm gonna remember them or take notes? The still force? Opposite of speed, so that makes sense. That's gotta be real. The sage force. Doesn't I don't even know what that is, so not real. Continue. The strength force. Obvious answer. You could be throwing me off. Next. The kinetic force. That seems on brand. So I'm guessing which one doesn't belong? Correct. Which of these did I make up? Sage. It's too random. You didn't come up with that. So strength or kinetic. I want to say you definitely made up kinetic. However, strength is a little too obvious. It's like the it's like super speed and super strength. So it's one of those two. Am I right in the fact... I'm not changing my answer. It's definitely one of those two. Is that right? Yes. Uh, do you want to tell me which one? <laughs> no, I so, will after you So guess. it's literally strength. And what's the other one? Kinetic. Strength and kinetic. Oh, dude, well, the problem is is I'm on a hot streak. Um, and if I get this wrong, and this is the final answer, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. I will hate myself. Strength force is too obvious, so you could have made that up. Kinetic force sounds like it would be long with speed, so I would just say speed. I'm going to go with kinetic, whatever. Alex, you got seven in a row. You got the majority of these correct by a large margin. I think this game becomes way easier when you stop listening to the question and just... Pick apart you. <laughs> and you can kind of come up with like, there's no way he came up with Sage. Too random. There's no way he came up with Typeface. Too random. And when you start thinking of it like that, it makes it easier. But you can't take the question head on. I tried doing that. It doesn't work. And then you have to get in your head like, would he say Aquaman? I feel like that's too obvious. Then that must be the right answer because he could. he can't change it. I think if he was trying to sneak one past me, he wouldn't make it so. You have to think like that, or else this game does not work. Oof, I am tired. Well, that was doomed to fail, and I guess you didn't. What's what's, uh, 7 divided by 9? 
Seven divided by nine is seventy-seven point seven seven. Pass, bro. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> All right, Craig. Are you ready for the one-hit wonder that we'll never see again? And I hope it's good because we've been bombing recently with these. <laughs> no, I got really good feedback on the Goldilocks one. That's a lie. That's, okay, but whatever. That's such a lie. Here we go. It's called Words of Wisdom. And I hope we haven't done this before, but we've done this a lot. One of us is going to come up with a saying and a quote. Sort of like you can't teach an old dog new tricks or a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Something. Well, don't so, use up all the phrases. Something like that. No, the other person has to come up with one that sounds good. Oh, okay. In that venture. And the other person has to decipher it into decipher the metaphor and just pick out the meaning all right well i can give you a softball right off the bat send it um a book's beauty is on the surface but its worth is within that's literally don't judge don't judge a book by its cover all right beauty okay i gotta really look at that the beauty is on the surface put the worth value Worth or value, you could choose But the either. value is within. So this is about vaginas are objectively <laughs> good or bad looking. But the use comes from what happens on the inside. What are you talking about? I deciphered what are you talking meaning. about? I just deciphered me a meaning. I just told you what it meant. Okay, fair enough. All right, here's mine. If every pill in birth control was a placebo, it would be no one's fault. I think that this means that even though there are laws and infrastructure in place to make sure that uh, official things truly are what they are or what they say they are, you can never be 100% sure. So in the face of that, live your life with as many risks as possible because you never know what is guaranteed or not, no matter what people say to you. Freaking beautiful. That's exactly what I meant. Um... Running may be good for your body, but it's not always good for your heart. That's very good. See, this talks about falling in love and how gaining those experiences, although painful, are useful and how you should continue to put yourself out there, continue to have relationships, whether that's romantic or platonic. You should continue to do that. And if they work fine, relationships are good for your body, even if they're not good for your heart. And that basically means even if it doesn't work out, even if it doesn't have you a You still future, had sex. <laughs> first of all, not so vulgar on my podcast, please. It's about relationships here. It's about building oh, true friendships and growing with one another. And that's what that metaphor is all and about. And sleeping with them. And banging. This is this is the meaning of my phrase. Sleep with your friends. Yeah, okay. Um, well, here's here's my metaphor. 
You might go to bed drunk, but at least you won't wake up with someone's parents. This is a metaphor. Um, I don't think this is less of a metaphor and more of just personal advice from Alex. Um, <laughs> um, I think this metaphor really speaks to like, you know, no matter how far you get in life, you know, if you get married, you have a kid, you have a career, like you have a, um, you kind of like have everything in motion that if you drink a lot and you get drunk, you still have to remember to take care of yourself because if you get belligerent, if you get, if you stop taking care of yourself, if you let things really get off the rails, then before you know it, you are at the foot of the bed of somebody's parents. That is exactly what that was about. You nailed it. All right. One more each. Uh, sure. Let's do one did more you, each. Did you want to do a lot more? Now, I was thinking like, wow, that was a good place to end it. But let's do a final round because we're never going to do it again. And I kind of yeah. like this segment. Okay. A door is only locked to those who don't have the key. This is called, this is all about consent. Where you're, how do I say this without getting canceled? You, there is a correct way to say this and I'm trying to find it. This is just like you miss a thousand shots you don't take. You'll never get a yes if you never, dude, I'm, okay, I'm just going to give it. No, you know what? We're committing. Craig, are you still there? You're just yeah, like bombing. I'm just, I, listen, I'm just that's the worst thing. It's, <laughs> it's when you're bombing so bad, you're like, did the power go up? <laughs> um, all right. Consent. Keys, locked doors. Listen, um, I think your oh, best all, bet right now. All it's about okay. is it's consent. Um, the door is locked when you're not in a relationship. And the best way to get the key is to build a relationship. And that's how you get consent is through trust and constant reinforcement of each other's conjoining and affirming beliefs. I don't know why that was so hard to come up with. <laughs> Cause it was, I was all, I was basically trying to say, I shouldn't have said consent. That threw me off. Um, cause I was trying to say, if you ask and they say yes, then you're in. And if they don't, the door's locked. But what I was, when I was trying to say what I just said, it came off like, keep trying to get her consensual. Yeah. Just, like, keep badgering her until she says yes. Yeah. She can't keep saying no. <laughs> she can't she'll just give it to you out of pity and I'm she like, knows you'll break in the window if she doesn't say yes yes eventually she's gonna say yes out of fear no doors say lock forever you can always pick the lock i was like, like don't say any of that don't, stuff don't <laughs> whatever you do don't say that don't what? say the stuff we just made a bit out of <laughs> what, for the last what minute we just said don't do that <laughs> all right okay to end the podcast to end the night if all your friends are the same, do you have a best friend? So this metaphor, uh, while it uses the subject of friends, 
the real focus is oneself because friends are nothing more than a reflection of the person who thinks that they should have them. So if you look around and you see that all your friends are incredibly similar, you think, oh, I'm just in a group of people that are all in the same place. Like, not just in, like, kind of the same place, but like, oh, the we're just carbon copies of each other. And when you have people like that, it's hard to not only uh, see everyone else's identity, but it's difficult to see your own identity. And when you don't know yourself and you don't know what you want, it's hard to find some find what you want in other people. So this metaphor is basically saying, hey, if everyone around you is a reflection of what you believe to be bland, then that reflection is coming from within. And the way to find true, good, healthy relationships is by expanding yourself. And this has been Words of Wisdom and Therapy with Craig and Alex. Uh, that's it for the Permanent Good Podcast. That We are officially out of segments. We're not, because we're going to do the Encore segment right now. Alex, have you been watching any Encore movies or anything? Um, so I've gotten really ahead on our movies to kind of open up my, uh, my, like, uh, bandwidth for other forms of content. I finished sure. Mythic Quest. Freaking okay. fire. I really hope they come up with more seasons, because I liked it a lot. Um... I really want to get into physical. Oh, yeah. I, I literally saw an ad for that as I was pulling up Emperor's New Groove on IMDb today. And the frustrating part is I know I'm not going to like it. I know I'm not going to. It's not it's just not my thing. Um, I'm sure it's great. It's just not my thing. They have just worn me down with their ads do. With a step, punch, kick, step, punch, kick physical i'm gonna I've, i literally know i know the show i've watched the trailer so many times in their ads i'm gonna i have to watch it this is peer pressure bro it's it's just really difficult um and we're almost done with kaminsky method um so and I'll i really like rose by Burns, myself so dude i've she is wife material when I was younger and I'm like, what do I want in a wife? I saw her in a bunch of different movies from literally, I saw her in Troy and neighbors. And I'm like, I want to marry this woman. I know her from Annie, the 2014 Annie and then yeah. X-Men apocalypse. Wow. But I agree. I very much. This agree. girl has range woman. This <laughs> yeah. woman has range, bro. Um, But I saw her and I'm like, that's not. I wouldn't, dude, here I go, objectifying women again, yada, yada, yada. I wouldn't say she's like freaking hot or a model, but something about who she is is just like wife material. Sort of like when I watch um, uh, Blindside, Girl, Sandra Bullock. I need to stop saying girl. It's got to, people, I'm going to get flack for that, whatever. Um, I think of mom, like she is a mom. And I want her to be my mom. And she sounds super sweet. And I want her to take care of me. Say, it's basically how everybody feels about Betty White. And oh, Freeman. sure. That's how I feel about Rose Byrne. Like, wife. I'm just like, I just want to hug her. I feel like she'd be very <laughs> nice to me. And I had a long day. And I feel we like could she sit could take down, care of me. 
we could sit down and have a cup of tea and like she would genuinely ask about my day. And I feel like I could be vulnerable. And so every time she comes out with a movie, I'm like, I guess I have to watch it. I guess I have to watch it. So I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to be in. I mean, now that you reminded she's reminded me she's going to be in it. I might hate watching it, but your boy's going to watch. You're going to love watching it. Also, dang it. We're just turning this into a different kind of podcast. I started the attendant. The flight attendant, I think, with Kaylee Kowasco. Kuoko. Kuoko. The movie, the show, dude, is bad. It is bad. Do not watch it. And oh. if you do, you'll get it. You'll. you'll I was you'll expecting the like the turning like, point. I was like, this show is bad, but but no, no you're just doubling just down. If you want to watch the show, you're going to get through the first two episodes. Think it's going to get better? It doesn't. I I literally can't finish it. And while we're at it. How you you watched Titans? Yeah, um, like the new one with the adults and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Watched the whole first season. Didn't like it, but I'm like, it's a childhood thing. Second season, the dialogue is so bad. The plot, the characters, all that stuff, the nostalgia doesn't make it worth it. Season two of Titans was kind of not it for me either. Uh, I, I just remember like, oh, this is the season where we get Nightwing. And then, hey, spoiler for season two of Nightwing. He doesn't show up until like the final episode. And then and then they he, this is what pissed me off about season two of Titans is they finished the complication, right? They're like, ah, we did it. Yeah. And then they add a, and then they literally add one final last minute problem just to kill a character. Dude, it's that's two back to back bad shows that I'm like, well, Flight Attendant is trash for a lot of reasons, but this one I'm just like the dialogue. Fix your dialogue. I don't know who these writers are. Make it freaking believable, please. You can't have that many cliches. I'm okay with plot cliches like the chosen one, like. Um, buddy cop. I'm okay with plot cliches. I get there's only so many stories you can tell, but there's a million conversations you can have. Don't say the look behind you or I'm not as, I'm not such a good guy. Like you think I am like all that stuff. Sure. It makes me want to throw up. Just say it. You can say the same thing just differently. Say it differently, dude. I hated that so much. Titans whack flight attendant. Even whacker. I am excited for season three of Titans, though. I am going to watch it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're enabling them. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I've been. I, oh, I watched Black Widow today. I went to the movie theaters and I watched <sighs> Black Widow. Was it? Don't even tell me. Uh, this is what I will say. Hey, if you're looking for a Black Widow origin story, not this movie. I thought this was a Black Widow origin story. It's not. Not even a little. Um. That was, that's, also, that's the perfect spoiler. Perfect and spoiler. I am going to say one thing. You can tell me if this is not the perfect spoiler. But like, um, also, if you thought that this was going to be a meaningful resolution to the whole Black Widow character, it's not that either. It's a good movie. I had fun. Is but it just it is, more Black Widow? It's like, hey, it's they me. ordered more Black Widow. All yeah, right, throw them a story or something. Gen- it's kind of what it feels like. There was no stakes for us as an audience to be like, hey, this might be the last time you see her. But uh, that's what we've been watching. Um, you can follow 
the show at permanent good you can follow me at permanent handle you can follow me at alex the goods g double o d e s and um we ha- yeah. uh and we have one we, we're saving this for the end and i know we've been talking a lot but there is one really big announcement that we need to get that uh i'm very excited to share with you so this episode comes out on wednesday the 21st on friday the 30th uh we are launching a new spin-off series is this show big enough to warrant a spin-off show not at all <laughs> uh do i enjoy talking about movies with my friends and i'm forcing them all to do a podcast so we can do that yes um this show is called small and tall it is me and bug who if you listen to my bonus episodes made a few guest appearances and we're just gonna do like a full we're just gonna do a whole freaking podcast you know it'll be the last friday of every month it's only gonna be once a month and we're gonna be doing a lot more of like the franchise stuff like you did with like we did with fast and the furious um where our first episode is gonna be covering the twilight franchise and i am so very excited about that Although it's going to be good content, I don't know if that was what you get people on, you know? Like, this is me critiquing you after we've already made the decision that you definitely should do this. Craig, you know, while we're talking, as friends. Okay. Um, What is your plan to combat the stigma and the preconceived notions of people going into this series. Because are you afraid you're going to lose listeners because they're thinking, oh, it's Twilight. I don't want to watch that. Um, here's the thing. I am going into it with... I'm trying to go into it with as open mind as possible. And Bug is like very much into the franchise. Not like... At, from what I understand, not like, oh, this is a good franchise. But like... There was a there was a craze about it for a reason. Right. So I think it's going to be a lot of like, why was this popular? Uh, who decided this was a good thing and stuff like that? I think a lot more people like the movies than it's one of those vocal minority type things where like the people who loved it, loved it. And the people who hated it, hated it. So I'm very excited to get into it and plant my flag where it's necessary so really we're not here for the movies we're here for your guys's take on the movies yes correct ladies and gentlemen that's why you pay for this free content yeah uh super looking forward to it i might actually listen to it um i hope it goes well yes but that's our podcast uh my name is craig wells aka permanent handle And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces. (laughs) 